0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: this episode of misery hunters is brought to you by paisley craft beer co paisley's number one and only craft beer venue you can sit in and take away and we've also just introduced a local delivery service so if you live in the remshire area and are looking for craft beer we can deliver the same day if you order before one o'clock next day delivery is well for any time after that minimum order is 20 pound Any orders over 60, you get free delivery. So, what are you waiting for? Go to paisleycraftbeer.com That's paisleycraftbeer.com Hello, you miserable bastards, and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn, and joining me is Mark Jardin. Hello, Sam Smith. How you doing? And we have a very special guest with us joining us this evening. It's Marm's chief uh, operating officer, Keith Lasley. How's it going?
2: All oh, good guys. Pleasure to be here.
1: Uh, how are you settling in at the club?
2: Good. It's been a bit of a whirlwind, to be honest with you. Um obviously left my little kinda of last game of the season really and then walked in, you know, walked in and, on the Monday morning. Um and it's at Mern. so it's been it's been um, nonstop. It's been busy, uh, but it's been great. I've really enjoyed it so far, and and uh, really kind of a bit of a crash course, and and uh, you know all things at Man over the last four or five weeks. So it's as I said, it has been manic at times, but in a good way. You know, it's it's really been with the players being away, and it's really given me time to to you know look at every aspect of the club, not just the football, if you like. So no, it's been it's been really good.
1: Is it helpful that there's a few familiar faces round about?
2: Oh, no, absolutely, aye, um, it does. I mean, listen, I, I mean, I grew up in Erskine. I know the club. I've been kind of round about the club, if you like. I've got you know family members that are seasoned deck like, olders. My wee boys plays in the academy and things like that. So it was always a club. I mean, I spent more time at Ralston than I did at Motherwell's training ground. I think it felt that way at times. But um, I was up there that often with him, so. Uh, you know, you add into that the fact that the manager and some, you know, some, some players, uh, ex Exmo players as well, there's, there's certainly enough familiarity, familiarity there that you know, it wasn't as if I was walking in, you know, didn't know end day or whatever, you know, so that definitely helped me in terms of settling in uh, pretty quickly. So, um, so no, that, that, that has really helped, to be honest.
1: Having um, coached alongside Robinson, uh, is, does it make you feel better prepared to sort of like manage them in a way or are you terrified that what you're going to need to put up with? <laughs>
2: I get to shout at him now instead of him <laughs> shouting him for real um, but no, listen, I, I, I've been asked this question a couple of times and um, you know what the dynamic's going to be like and things like that and listen, we, we spoke about it. it is different, you know, at the end of the day we've got both got our jobs to do essentially but what we do have for each other is a, a huge or certainly I have for him, I hope he's got the same for me, I'm pretty sure he has but just a level of respect, you know, that we work with each other we know how Passionate each other Are about football In general And about trying You know Help our teams Do their very best they can be And that's the exact same At, at, at St Mirren So I um, ah, you know Listen Football is an emotional game There'll be ups and downs Along the way As, as just the case With football um, But You know As I said I think that respect Between the two of us Will be the thing That that I think um, You know Will go a long way To, to our relationship Being a uh, You know a, a successful one I think
0: Um I know that um you obviously come from Motherwell, who were one of the first down the, the fan ownership route. Um followed by yourselves and, and now you see, you know, Morton, Hearts, Thistle, all, all looking to do that as well. There's there's a split opinion on that. Neil Doncaster's been pretty vocal about thinking the you know, the kind of traditional silent chairman with a bit of money is the, the way to, to kind of grow the game and, and there's you now a growing group of clubs going the, the other way. Do you share that as a concern for the future about there not being this big bank of, of money whenever you need it, or is it a, an exciting thing to, to really get to grips
3: with it?
2: Not, not, listen, I don't, it is a, a perfect way for, I mean, each club I think has got their own story, their own history, their own, you know, way about, about going about things. For me, in terms of my own experience of fan ownership at, at Motherwell, to me, it's been an absolutely positive uh, thing to happen to, to that football club. You know, I think what it gives is, you know, what it gives is the biggest voice to the people that care most about the club. Essentially, you know, they still you still got to manage it, it's still got to, the club, still got to be run essentially as a business. So there's times where, um, you know, that's got to happen. you have still got to trust a board of directors and, and, you know, the likes of myself and people that work at the club to run the club essentially. But I think if behind that, what you've got is you know, the people that, that own the club that that care, as I say, most about it. I think for me that can only be a good thing. I mean, obviously does it restrict you from going and spending ten million on a striker? Aye it does. You know, you've not got that unfortunately. But what you do have is a consistency of feeling for the club that runs you know run from now for the next, you know, fifty, hundred years, whereas, you know, the danger you get with owners that come in and I yeah, you maybe spend a little bit of money and uh, you know, get bored, and then away they go, and, and 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 you know, it's what's left of the club when that happens. Sometimes. Listen, that's not to say all owners are bad, of course they're not. You know, there's some owners, very, you know, even in the Scottish Premier League, I think to Roy McGregor at Ross County and, um, you know, well, he's the one that immediately comes to mind, but there, I'm sure there's others that, you know, have been really consistent backers of their football club for a long time. So there's no perfect model, but as I say, my experience of fan ownership has been a really one so far. And, you know, I hope to play my part in that also and try to promote that and grow that at Samirin also
3: kinda of tying into obviously talking about the to kind of meeting, obviously up, making decisions you'll be involved in stuff like that. How do you feel about the move to retain the three stands for the home fans only?
2: Yeah, listen, I know it's hard for me. I'm, I'm can i kinda coming into a situation where I know there've been a situation where there's been a lot of debate back and forth about I know it's a contentious issue essentially, you know, so it's been quite um, you know hard for me I've kind of been parachuted into that in the middle of that essentially and, and uh, maybe not experienced everything uh, you know every conversation or every argument on it, on it on it, but in my short time that I have been at the club I'm I mean, my personal view on it is I think it's a, a good decision for the club I think it's it's one that um, you know it's up to us to try and you know if I take you back to Mullerwell we had a similar situation at Mullerwell where we used to give the Old, old Firm fans you know half you know, parts of our, our main stand, and we the club made a decision to, to change that. Um, and you know, our main stand, the main stand at Muller was, uh, you know, is you know then populated just by home fans moving forward. And I mean, I think it, I think well, for me, it's more than just about the retention of the stand. It's a message to say that our own supporters are what matter to us the most. You know, essentially, we've got to try and build our own fan base. And, and and to do that, I think we've got to be committed that we listen to our fans. You know, that's why the, the survey went out, was to try and get a view, a majority view. There's always going to be different views. You're never going to make a decision that pleases absolutely everybody. And, you know, I, I get that. But, you know, that, that was a real listening exercise for the club as well. And, to, and as we go back to fan ownership, you know, we've got to be conscious of that and make sure that, you know, as I said, at the heart of our decision-making, key strategic decisions are our fans' you know, feelings, uh, particularly in key matters like that. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer and I'm really passionate about it. I've spoke a lot about it so far. For me, the way that we grow at St Mervyn Football Club is to really connect with our own our own loyal fan base and getting out into the community and trying to inspire the next generation of St Mervyn fan. And what I want to see in the long term is that stand, and not just, and I think we've got to take this away from a just an old firm issue, I want to see that stand fill full at every home game. That's my job. My you know, part of my job is to try and inspire the an, St. Mum fan that it, that this doesn't actually even become an issue. You know, it's not even spoken about because we've tried to well have engaged enough new St. Murph fans essentially, which is a, a long term project. This is not something that's going to happen overnight. But for us to grow essentially and retain our, our, our fans and then grow that fan base, I think um, you know, for me it's a positive decision and one we can hopefully use um to our advantage in terms of, as I say, trying to engage that next that next generation of fan, which to me, looking at it as a family stand, our next generation is going to be, you know, us out ho- hopefully connecting with schools, connecting with, uh, you know, youth uh, community groups, uh, local grassroots football teams, our women's team, our women's academy, our own academy, and really trying to fill that family stand with, you know, young people and families that, that want to be there to support St Mirren.
3: I I think I think one of the questions that a lot of people kind of had on it was one that one that I kind of had myself. What sort of impact might it have on the plane budget, if any at all?
2: Well, obviously in the survey there was there's there's things in place now to you know uh, you know absolutely in the short term there's going to be a you know a, a, a you know a finance financial implication. You know that's just a given. I think they can can work that out, but. What we want to try and mitigate against that is through our obviously our own season ticket sales and through our help a buddy campaign and 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 we obviously the voluntary kind of contribution as well. So hopefully we can try and mitigate that in the short term uh, as much as possible. Which you know our, our season ticket sales, you know, uh, you know, I put a message on Twitter the other day. I mean, given the kind of outside world that we're living in at the moment, um, I think the commitment shown by the supporters up to this point has been been. But I to be honest with you. In terms of our season ticket numbers, been over three thousand already, and you know, in terms of the uptake, particularly on our Help a Buddy campaign, which is you know a fantastic initiative again for people that unfortunately just you know can't afford to go to the football at the moment, and, and people really buying into that and helping their fellow supporter and uh, along to the game. So there will be a financial implication. It's up to us, the club, to try and mitigate that enough that it doesn't have an impact on the budget. We're determined that that's going to be the case. Um, but you know, we just need to hopefully try and everybody pull together to, to, to try and make that reality. And then, as I said, in the long term, you know, as I say, hopefully we're sitting here next year in terms of our season ticket numbers and all these things. And in the club, in the meantime, doing everything to try and as part of my remit is to try and uh, you know grow our, our uh, investment in the club. The, the, the you know just basically the finances of the club as a whole that we get to a position where. You know we're not depending on that, and we're we're moving forward, and we're actually growing as a football club as a whole. So, I mean that's the plan, and it, it, that's not easy, but um, you know it's one that we're, we're determined to, we're determined to make happen. And as I said, always with you know the our, our supporters at the very heart of that. It's um, it's
0: really good to hear you bring up the the help a buddy, um, scheme because it it leads on to. To what I wanted to ask, I think there's been a slight frustration, um, from from myself and, and I'm sure other fans that clubs like Motherwell in particular over the last few years have have really led the way, um, in terms of you know really pushing that community-oriented aspect of of the club. You know that their, their work with you know like public health causes, suicide prevention and. Some of the message they've managed to, to get out there and, and really engage in and uh, i think the you know i think this kind of initiative for for buying fans uh, tickets for other fans is is something that Motherwell have done in the past yeah and all the interviews that i've sorry i was just can to say in all the interviews that, that I've, I've read and, and heard from you so far you've, you've mentioned this link between town and team and, and how we can really make the the most of that are there are there already other initiatives that you've got in mind, either that you, you saw work from other or, or that maybe you've you've wanted to, to try and what can now that you've got the the reins?
2: Yeah, <coughs> no, absolutely. You um, know what I'm conscious of is. You know, I'm not just going to say right. Let's do everything that Motherwell doing and bring it over here. You know, as I said at the start, every club's got their own story and their own history and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm conscious of that. Not not being the case. I know i a bit of stick in terms of every other player receiving the sign comes from Motherwell and. Had a few people asking whether our, our uh, strip next season. Might have a wee bit of claret and amber in it, but I can <laughs> to reveal that that's definitely <laughs> not the case. Well, listen, back on a serious note, I mean, yeah, I was obviously seen firsthand in terms of the work that Malo did. But what you've got to remember is that 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 takes time. You know, Millwall have been I've been kind of probably had that message, and it's built you know incrementally over a, a set period of time. Um, to get to the position that they're in. So, yeah, absolutely. I want to try and bring that. Up. I mean, going back to even this, to me, all these things tie into the one thing, even stand retention and, you know, your season ticket numbers, whatever. I think for us to, and even back to the ownership model actually that you mentioned, we're never, you know, really going to have, you know, an oligarch coming in, you know, an oligarch coming in saying, right, here's 100 million. So, how, how do we grow? And I think. You know, we grow by connecting with our community, connecting with our, our support base. We've got to become, I mean, we're going to have ups and downs at St an Ups and downs, you're going to win games, you're going to lose games. It's just football, you know, absolutely the same at Motherwell. But I think for us, we've got to, you know, we've got to stand for a bit more than that. You know, the club already does, you know, some fantastic work in, in the community but we can just do more, you know, we can do more and we can connect with even more people and we can do it more effectively and I feel really passionate that football clubs in general and I'm not just talking about something in here, should actually care a bit more than they do about the community. I think we've got, got a platform, we've got a voice and people really care about it and we've got a, we've got a, Reciprocate that care essentially and, and actually get out and do a bit. And I think a lot of clubs speak about it and they kind of come up with nice slogans and you know, connected with maybe a charity or two or whatever like that. But I think what Motherwell did well was take the kind of generic side away from it and really target, right? Well, what charities are we uh, connected to? Are we connected to charities that actually matter to other people? You know, we, we had a big um, um, a drive at Motherwell when I was there. Of you know uh, suicide prevention in young males, um, because actually our section of our support, the well boys, where you know there was actually some mem- actually lost some members of our support through that, you know, and it's really it, it's it seemed like right we want to do some work for charity, but but make make it specific, you know, really help. I want to help the people of Paisley and surrounding areas specifically, our people essentially. That's what I care about. You know, that, that's what I want to connect with. Not just saying, right, we want to do some random work with charity. You know, help our people, essentially, you know, people that, that are, are in our community, in our local area, and, and really get out and help them. You know, so it's, it, that I, it's a part of it that I really feel passionate about, that football clubs in general should need to do more. But, you know, for myself, it's at and It's something that I want to drive, you know, absolutely. Um, so, um, you know, it'll take time. It'll take a bit of time to put the things in place that we need to do. I mean, along with that, we want to, in general, as I said before, connect with primary schools, local grassroots football teams, our own girls' girls' academy, our own boys' academy, and all these things in terms of, you know, growing our fan base. But I think that's got to run alongside us actually being visible in the community and actually making a difference in that local community. And I think if you tie these two things together, it's a real kind of force multiplier, if you like, in terms of you know how much you can grow the club and, and uh, you know and really start to start to compete essentially, you know, a better, more than the sum of your parts essentially, if you can if you can put that in place.
0: I think there's already a lot of stuff there to be proud of with the Charitable Foundation and, and the stuff that they've done um, over recent years. You know, it was really visible to see Jim Goodwin out with with people from the Charitable Foundation during lockdown and, and helping people who maybe couldn't get out over the door to, to get what they need. As uh, uh, Stephen Robinson was out delivering McDonald's breakfasts to the guys during the the, the camp out at the stadium for, for shelter. So there's there's absolutely stuff there to, to build on of, of that kind. And I think you know, it, it sounds like that's the direction that the, the club's been taking them.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I spoke to Gail at the foundation. There's you know, some fantastic work getting done. Fantastic. And I'm determined to, to you know, do all I can uh, to help the foundation and, and you know, grow. Um, you know, we've got the Street Stuff programme as well, which, you know, we've got at the club that's out every night of the week. in Paisley and, and you know, as a whole, connecting with young people on a nightly basis um and ourselves, you know, ourselves getting our players out there. You know, play our, our players have got to be out in the community on a weekly basis, as I said, be that schools and local groups, um, and, and actually be out there not as a tick box exercise, but actually out um you know, as I said, helping and you know that's what's going to be happening moving forward and you know, hopefully you'll start to see signs of that, you know, as we start the season. Uh, you know, we've got a few things ideas in, in place um in terms of you know the helper in tying them with the helper buddy scheme in terms of how we distribute those tickets, how we distribute, you know, more um tickets for, for, for school children, things like that, as I've said. So you know all these plans are starting to be formulated and um, you know, hopefully you'll you'll start to see signs of that um, you know, from the start of the season onwards. Perfect. Uh, I think one of
3: the questions that kind of well, it's one of the topics it's still quite a, a lot of debate we're in. Our supporters, you probably might or might not have noticed, is the kind of ongoing relationship with the particular the commercial side with the kibble. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of people who have made their minds up on the matter, they've kind of decided that the kibble thing is bad, listed their reasons. Are, kind of a lot of them. There, there will be people who probably don't really, they're never really going to be open to changing their mind on it, but is this a kind of area? that you're looking at me to kinda try and showcase the benefits that we get from the partnership?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, a situation that I was kinda you know, coming from the area, you're kinda aware of it but you don't know, you know, um, you know, full detail if you like. But I, I mean I've got to tell you from my own experience, um, you know, from a club point of view, the partnership and the the level of support that Kibble provide and, you know, all through the football club I think is an you know is an absolute positive for the club. And again I can only give you my you know, my findings or my, my, my opinion essentially since I've came to the club. I think that the you know the work in general that Kibble do in terms of in the community I think is 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 fantastic. And I think the fact that, you know, the Kibble are uh, involved in St. Mary's, and in terms of developing, you know, young people through St. Mary's should complement everything that I've just said in my previous answer in terms of what we want to do in the local community. So, um, you know, as I mean, I can't really talk too much in terms of what's happened in the past, and because I don't really know, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know every. Every argument that's happened, or every maybe disagreement, or bone of contention—I don't really know, to be honest. That, and I wouldn't, so I wouldn't want to comment. All I can say, tell you, is from the moment I walked in the door, uh, you know, I've seen Kibble firsthand on a daily basis. Uh, you know how much resource they put into the club, um, and by resource, I don't just mean money. I mean people and and help. Uh, you know, round about the stadium, at the training ground. Um, you know, use of the facilities in terms of using submitting uh, facilities in terms of, um, you know, for, for, for functions and things like that, uh, you know, all of which brings money into the club and things like that. So, um, you know, in terms of re- bringing money to the club and actually bringing resource to the club in terms of people and manpower and, 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 and bits of, uh, you know, help from the business, from the top of the business down. Um, you know, I, I see it as a you know a really positive partnership that can that can actually grow and, and as I said, actually complement uh, the you know the community uh, built vision that certainly I see for the football club moving forward.
1: This kind of like goes into this as well. Like our fans being critical of something like the Kibble, we do have like a certain reputation. We're, we're very reactionary especially when it comes to criticism on social media. A lot of our fans, hence why this podcast ended up being called Misery Hunters. Um, <laughs> uh, can this impact the players? Do you advise the players not to kind of look at social media or anything? Just because we had a bit of experience last year where a player's um, relative actually reached out with, to us to let us know about an article that might be appearing in the, in the sun in the next few days and told us that it wasn't true. And it's just so people don't take it against the, the, that player that player, Um, and it did come out and there were people slightly annoyed, but luckily we kind of, we shallowed the waters a wee bit on social media before it actually happened. Do you advise players to kind of stay away from this criticism, or?
2: Um, I I mean, again, I don't know the instance that you're talking about, but um, no, I mean, I'm not, it's, it's not, since I've come into the club, it's not an issue that I feel has any impact on the players, to be honest, at the moment, you know, this is again just for me. I mean, I know I've only been in for a month, five weeks, so um, and again, I know the gate. you know, it's the summer, so the games aren't there, and it's maybe uh, you know, the players have not been as visible and not been as around the club, but um, you know, I mean, Twitter in general, and Instagram, and you know, all the TikTok, all the socials. I think the players, you know, some players like it, some players don't. I mean, when I played, I'll, you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for a bit of a laugh. I enjoyed it for news, and yeah, you got a bit of stick, and you got, you know, you got a praise, you got a stick, you got whatever um, from all quarters. But you know, I just, you know, this, the 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 stick was water off a duck's back to me. Then they were like, yeah, and I just liked it as a laugh. And as I said, it was a good place to find out what was going on in the world. So, you know, each player will have their own view on on social media as a club. You know, we don't have a set policy in terms of right. We you don't go on social media, or do go on it, or whatever. You know, there, there's nothing like that in place. So All we we would ask, and if players are ever looking for advice, was would to be, you know, as responsible as they, they can be on it, and you know, only say something on there that you'll be willing to say in public, sort of kind a of mindset, essentially. You know, because at the end of the day, it is a public forum, and it's you know it, you know as you. Mentioned, you know, papers and things like that are always in the peril. More so anywhere else than, than social media to try and get pick up a story. So I think I think the vast majority of players are well aware of that. They're well aware of the power of um, social media and and, and uh, you know how much influence it can have. But you know it can also be a positive influence for players as well. So um, as long as it's managed correctly, as I, I, you know, I don't have a problem with players being on uh, social media. To be honest, um, as long as they're aware of the potential pitfalls.
0: Oh, um, I'll I'll drag it back to, to to commercial stuff if you don't mind. Um, the uh, you know Motherwell again, although I'm trying not to mention them in literally every question that I ask. Um, Aberdeen, Dundee United, have all had a lot of success in, in recent seasons from players that have come through their academy and have then generated real real revenue early. And, and I think the you know there's there's an obvious frustration and, and Paisley sometimes that we've got guys like John McGinn. Um, uh, Kenny McLean, Lewis Morgan, um, even to, to an extent, who are you know getting international recognition and, and making headlines, and the fees that we've got for for those players aren't on the same kind of scale that you would see for you know a Calvin Ramsey or um, you know David Turnbull and and so on. And in the face of, of of chatter about about players, that the club seems to be a bit more active in trying to to secure guys like Dylan Reid and, and Keenan Offord. There's there's talk about Murray Campbell now. Is as well and, and getting them on longer contracts and, and, and trying to you know to kind of ride along that hype with them and then you know build them up and, and see what happens is that something in, in particular that you're really keen to to promote here find that balance between getting more young guys into the first team but also give them the first team opportunities that, that develops them as players but also grows that attention and hopefully if they're tied down to the club for long enough could be a, a real financial benefit as well
2: yeah yeah 100% Um uh yeah, uh, I mean, I was over the Monday night at the Crusaders game and I watched, what would I say, five, six under-18s performing, you know, all of them performing very well. So I think there's, there's potential there, um, uh, you know, the people there. But uh, you know, as always, as we uh, at Motherwell had, the pathway's got to be there, you know, the, the, the realistic pathway for these boys to be involved uh, through to the first team. Um, has got to be there because at the end of the day, again, we're competing with teams at academy level that have got far bigger budgets, far more facilities, you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, what can we offer them I and mean, what we can offer them as pathway, as pathway and opportunity to, to the first, way, uh, first team? So, again, we've got a manager at the moment that's is I've seen firsthand that buys into that. And um, as you mentioned, a couple of names that came through at Motherwell. Um, you know, you need a little bit of luck along the way. You need you know, these things are, are quite cyclical at times in terms of players coming through, sometimes in batches, sometimes it'll be one, sometimes it'll be two and three. But as I say, you know, the, the four or five lads that are over in Ireland and I with the team, um, you know, I see as see as, you know, all of them having potential to you know, to, to, to play in the first team. So um you know, they'll all have, they'll all have a different story. They'll all have a different journey to get there. Sometimes it'll be a loan deal. Sometimes it'll be straight in the first team. But what I can tell you from a club point of view, from a board level all the way down through the manager, through the academy, there is an absolute hundred percent commitment that we bring through our own young players through our academy and the first team. So, I mean, that is the plan. You know, there's no doubt about that. And that that will be the plan. You know, going forward, certainly as long as I'm at the football club, where um, you know our, our young players should always make up part of our first team squad um, on a Saturday. Um, as I said, sometimes that will fluctuate, given you know a number of circumstances, but um, that will certainly be the intention moving forward. And you know, recruitment, you know, staff recruitment, everything will be geared towards getting our own players through the system for a number of reasons, as you as you mentioned. You know, a we want to promote our, our young people and help them. Uh, you know, be a you know. The best development club that we can possibly be, um, and then B is that, say, in terms of the the, the financial side of it, you know, in, in terms of your business model, it, it's part of that. You know, we want these players to come through, represents at Mirren you know, uh, you know, which the fans, I am sure, will love seeing their own uh, playing out in that pitch, and then at the right time for the right price, they move on to bigger and better things, and that's you know, that's hopefully, um, you know, the journey you want to try and get as many of your own, you know, young players through, so. That is the plan. That is absolutely 100 percent part of the you know the recruitment plan, part of the the first team you know plan going forward. Then it's part of my job now to help you know make that happen. So and that's that is underway uh, already.
1: What one thing that's been quite noticeable um, this season or preseason is uh, within the club communications we're seeing a lot more about the women's team. It's like quite noticeable. Is this like another area you're quite keen to develop with?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've met Kate a couple of occasions now. The the, the the women's team manager, and um, was pretty blown away actually in terms of the the the, the you know the girls' academy in terms of participation and and, and what they've got going there down at Limwood. So, um, you know, yeah, it's my intention again to to have a closer relationship moving forward, um, because you know it's it's. I just think it's the way it should be. Essentially, you know, I think girls' participation in in, in, in the academy is growing all the time. Women's football is growing all the time, and um, you know, I, I think I think we should we should be closer than we currently are at the moment. So yeah, you know, I've I've made a conscious effort of 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 trying to connect with Kate as much as I can uh, since I've been in, and you know, we've we've committed to you know both committed to to making those ties a lot you know closer moving forward. So. Um, yeah, again, that, that, that's you know that's part of the plan. I think wee touches make such a,
0: a difference there. The, the fact that the academy, the women's team, and the uh, the senior team are all wearing the same same kit this year, yeah. same same sponsor, it, it just creates the right kind of atmosphere. I think.
2: Yeah, I know, and and a big thank you has to go to Digby Brown for that because he <coughs> was one of the you know, one of the, the, the reasons they wanted to get involved as well was the, the fact that it would be you know all the teams would be representing them uh, as well. So you know, it's been great. I mean you mentioned at the kit launch we had, you know, everybody represented in that, uh, we even managed to persuade a few old legends to come along as well, which was absolutely fantastic. But you know, have that all the way down through the, the both men's and women's team, the academy and um, and you know it's just great. And again, I go back to that kind of collective spirit of a, a club like ourselves. As you know, to me that's the way to succeed. You know, every day pulling together, every day pulling and pushing in the one direction. You know, community, club, fans, uh, players, staff. Um, you know, to me that's the only way to succeed. And you know, certainly as part of our plan moving forward, that's it's to try and integrate everything as closely and as tight knit as possible. Um, you know, for St. Mon to be the very best it can be.
3: Speaking of speaking of kit launches, if we get any update on when the away kit will be. Up.
2: I I can't reveal too much but we're excited about it. It's it's uh, it'll be coming soon. Leave it, I'll leave it there. I don't like to commit too much, but um no, I'll be it'll, it'll be coming soon. Um uh I I don't want to put too much of it on a deal, but <laughs> hopefully the, the, the next couple of weeks we'll certainly hear a little bit more. Um and um I but we're, we're certainly hopeful and we're as I say excited uh, by uh, you know, the plans that we have and, and the you know, the stuff we have to launch. Thanks,
3: nice. Scott. Well, obviously, uh, Jamie had mentioned the kind of drastic improvement in communications. Is there any other sort of aspects of the club under the that you're kind of looking to sort of modernise or change significantly?
2: No, do, do you know what, Just <laughs> Everything is probably the answer. And that sounds as if you know I, what I've got to say is I've been you know there's some I mean we're talking about community engagement and all that. I don't please don't think that I'm coming in here and saying none of this stuff's already happening. All uh-huh. I'm saying is you know some great stuff going on. You know and. Um, I, you know, I want like to make that clear, and in, in all aspects. So, I'm not saying I'm coming in here and reinventing the wheel. All I like to try and do is just help and and, and push things on even further. You know, so but I, you know, everything is the answer to the question. You know, what we're, we're, we are looking at. I know that sounds a very simplistic answer, but literally since I've been in for the last four or five weeks, <coughs> I think I pretty much have looked at everything. Um, but that's it. At the end of the day, that's my job. You know, my job is to come in and just. I just want to try and. You know, I'm ambitious myself. I just want Stitman to just really push everything we do, you know, absolutely everything we do. So we make sure we're doing everything we can to be the you know the best we can be. That's it, you know. So um so, you know, off the top of my head I could probably sit and rhyme off a million things, but you know, the key things for me are really, you know, the things that we've spoken about already probably are the that, that community integration, the the closeness of the teams, you know, men's, women's, you know, the academies, things like that. Um you know the, the 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 commercial side of it as well. You know pushing the club, the comms, how we market ourselves, our content that we're putting out online. Um, you know website. You know everything. Honest, I could just I could go on and on. And you know even in a short period of time, um, you know I've been pleased. You know we've got a tight team. It's not really a team, but a really dedicated team, and it's been great for me to come in. And, and really see the, the kind of effort and the togetherness that there is in the building, and and you know it's it's been great for me to come in and see that, and I just want to try and help that and push that forward. And I think in a short period of time, well, you know, what well, everybody's made a great effort to do that, and you know, we just want to keep going, and we will keep going, and, and hopefully you guys will see signs of that, you know, as as we go throughout the season that we are really trying to push every every aspect of the club.
3: Uh, I think obviously we had mentioned it earlier, obviously you had worked under Robinson as uh, one of his assistants. I think you were one of the assistants for Dave uh, Alexander as well. So, do you, is this, is this you kind of taking a wee step away from coaching, or will there kind of be the, the opportunity for you to support Stephen and the team when there's needed?
2: Um, no, I, I mean, to, to be honest, it is a bit it's a step away. There's no plans really to be on the training pitch or out on the <coughs> the pitch <coughs> I'm sure if Stephen had his way he might, he might call me down and uh, <laughs> I don't know maybe, maybe he will give me a shout down for the stand on a Saturday or something I'm not sure but certainly no plans for that at the moment uh, not to play I hope right enough <laughs> not for that but, uh, but it, no it's it's as it I mean in football what I've learned is you kind you can uh, I don't know if you ever say never to anything. You know, you don't really know. It's 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 you don't know what's happening next week in football. You know, never mind trying to plan too far ahead. But you know, certainly for the moment, this is a kind of role I've been planning for for a long time now. Um, all you know, had that intention to to move into this type of role, and with this opportunity come up for me, it was just, you know, uh, it was fantastic. I was just, I was absolutely delighted to take it. And um, uh, so th- th- the plan is to. To, to you know, stay in this type of role to be honest. But as I said to you before, you can just never say never in football.
1: I mean Jimmy Langfield found himself on the bench a couple of times,
2: surprisingly, last season. So you know, <laughs> yeah, I might still have well, I don't know, I'll see how the five of sides goes later on. I'll <laughs> see that the <in> fitness level is going to put himself forward. But uh, aye, it's certainly not the plan at the moment.
0: Does um, part of your master plan for the club include inviting guys to do a wee independent fans podcast in to do commentary, you know, start releasing content on the website, mandatory player interviews, all that kind of stuff.
2: I like it. It's a good pitch. I like it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, you know, I'll have a think. But um, no, listen, in All seriousness, no, I'm, 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 you know, I'm open to ideas of of anything really. Whether I say yes, to the ideas may be different, but no, I I'm, I'm, I'm looking at absolutely everywhere that the club communicates uh, with supporters, and you know, because it's absolutely vital. So um, that's why I was delighted to come on the now and talk to you guys, because I think it is important. It's so important that the, you know, we speak directly to our fans, essentially, and that can be through the podcast, it can be through the website, it can be through socials, whatever it is. But we've got to make sure we are communicating consistently uh you know with the with with the fans and as i said it's something that i'm i'll certainly be pushing uh from my end
1: i mean if you like that picture probably going to like this one um (laughs) believe it or not a year ago mark found an old podcast and a year ago when we said that we wanted as a podcast to make a deal with the club and help design the kits i got the home kit spot on Black and white, we- Paisley patterns, <laughs> right. P- red numbers. What about are wee kind of like a team up? <laughs> right, you're pushing it now. You're
2: pushing it. Uh, <laughs> Even at a third kit, uh, maybe or something. What, I don't
1: know.
2: Wow, well, you don't know. You don't know. Uh, listen, I'll write it down. I should have brought my notepad here. I didn't realise this was like Dragons Den. I was going to get a few pictures, of it. <laughs>
0: Uh, Jamie's going to be in your DMs twice a week now.
1: Yep. It's just. Can't answer to that yet. (laughs) (laughs) Leave
2: that with me. (laughs) uh, that that
1: diplomatic, answer (laughs) (laughs) Aye. But uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, is there any final words that you would want to leave for the fans?
2: No, all I would like to say. it's probably a thank you for the welcome I've had I've got to say I've had some great messages online and stuff like that I mean I know uh, you know probably most of the supporters used to shout at me when I was running about uh, 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 you know at Love Street previously and then but um I but aye listen I'm, uh, some of the messages of support I've had since I've been at the club have been brilliant and um, uh, you know, as I said, the welcome I've had for the people internally, the people, the staff at the club, and then as I said, bloody people in Paisley and the street are, you know, supporters or whatever it may be, has all been really positive. So I'd like to say thank you for that, to be honest. And really, just you know, the last thing I'd like to say is just that I can assure fans that you know I'm really ambitious and hungry uh, to, to to push it, Marin to be the best it can absolutely be. You know, and and what you. you yeah, I can guarantee you that I, I will work as hard as I can, certainly, t- to make that a reality. I mean, as I say, I grew up, no, that far, uh, you know, for the stadium. I know what the club means to so many people. Um, and, you know, what that gives me is an added drive to make sure that I represent the people as best as I can. And that's, you know, that that's the bottom line for me. So um, that's what I'll be trying to do. And, you know, um, there'll be ups and downs along the way. Absolutely. I'm sure there will be. And I know there will be. But what I can assure them is oh, me with the kind the, of the team of people at St. Martin will be trying our absolute best to, to to give you a team you can be proud of and a club you can be proud
1: of. Long may the positivity continue. That's probably the most positive feeling we've had around the club in a long time, so...
3: Aye, uh, it's a strange pre-season This is a bit. Well, well, no, there's but,
2: not enough misery. There's not enough misery. No, but,
3: but we are far too organised for my liking this year.
2: We'll a bit of a job. No, <laughs> <laughs> All we need is a new thump kit designed by one of our flyers. That's, uh, that's <laughs> you <laughs> said
3: it. You that? No, so. We're going
2: to hold oh, <laughs> it. I thought we'd stop recording now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but uh, thank you very much for coming on.
2: Not a Cheers, problem, kids. guys. Pleasure. Cheers. I'm Joel Shucknessy, and you're listening to Misery Hunters.
1: Uh, before we go, we do actually have some news for you. Um, we did kind of put the feelers out a while back, and it came back quite positive that we might do something along the lines of a Patreon, um, but we didn't really want to release anything until we had like a proper plan that you're not just giving your, us your money for nothing, essentially. Um, we are setting up a Patreon... Uh, which is three pounds a month. It's just one single tier. Um, you will get access to our exclusive Discord. You can go on there, have a chat with us, other misery fu- misery hunters, <laughs> other misery hunters listeners, is what I was trying to say, or fans. Um, and I mean, you can slag the people that don't pay it as well. So that's fine. You just find out they're not on the server. Post on their twitters. It's, it's great. Um, we certainly do. Know, it's essentially what our it's essentially our WhatsApp group chat has been moved to Discord so you can have a wee look at what goes on behind the scenes. Except, well, probably. Ross isn't allowed on. Uh, but <coughs> to get the Discord will also have exclusive additional bonus content. We have, like, you just listened to the podcast there with um, Keith Lasley. We have a little bit extra with him. The questions that you really, really want him to answer will be getting answered on the patreon you'll get a link to that exclusive for yourselves as well as well we'll be doing a giveaway we have a prize already for the first one it is a signed match worn shirt from dean linus thank you for donating that to the podcast and we will be giving that away to someone who signs up uh to the, the discord within the first month and um, all that or sorry the patreon it will be all the details will be on the the discord on how to enter. It's something we want to kind of do uh, regularly as well. We want to give something back to you guys um, for helping support us. We've got bills to pay for this podcast. Everything we make from the pod um, podcast goes straight back into the podcast. Um, you've got the the Zoom fees which is monthly. Um the hosting is like over 100 quid a year. Uh just we administration things here and there it does pile up we don't make too much from the t-shirts they are set at that price we make about three pounds off of every t-shirt sale and that's if you buy a white one if you buy a colored one we it's a bit less but the the thing with the t-shirt is something we wanted to do not really to make money just to have a bit more out there available to fans that they can wear that isn't just off like the club which sometimes they kind of maybe let themselves down with but they're getting better they are getting better um so we have set up this uh we really hope that you enjoy some of the stuff we're open to suggestions as well what we can include in the patreon uh, and we want to continue giveaways and that also relies on how many people kind of sign up for it as well
0: i think the you know the the podcast on a you know, as close to a weekly basis as we can we can do it. it isn't going to change. This this just allows us to keep keep doing that without without having to deep dig into our pockets and, and and do that ourselves. Um think of it as buying a T shirt without having to spend the extra twenty pounds. That's true, that's cheap And buy. and then and then getting a T shirt. So you don't get a T shirt, but you also don't have to spend an extra twenty pounds and we still get a delicious three pounds to spend in Jimmy's shop.
1: That, that, <laughs> Rumours about also, funding our drinking habit is untrue. <laughs> aye, this is, this is all going he wants to, the
3: misery hunts, Christmas night out. But no, <laughs> seriously, if he's wanting to pay to listen to more of us, then be my guest. I personally think it would be a, a very shrewd investment.
1: I mean, it, we know we've got a lot of dedicated fans, but we know... There's people that want to prove themselves at how dedicated they actually are. Are you better than all these other listeners? Well, there's one way of signing up. And that is patreon.com forward slash miseryhunters. The link will be in the bio of whatever you're listening to, if it's on YouTube or whatever. It's just something uh, we've been wanting to do for a while, but we wanted to make sure we had a decent something decent to give you back for um, your loyalty and your money and just to make sure you're not feeling like you're shortchanged. Uh, definitely something... That we, we we really wanted to do so, and I,
0: I know Jamie said there's only going to be one tier but I'm going to continue pitching for there to be an upper tier which comes with me insulting you personally on a Misery Hunters episode for each month that you continue to pay that increased rate and I guarantee a unique and personally devastating insult on that basis.
1: I mean we could but, poll on the discord to see if people were willing to sign up to that <laughs>
3: Yeah, for and for 50 quid a month, you can fight Ross one on one once a month, <laughs> only one person a month.
0: <laughs> 55 pounds, oh. you will let you know. I reckon we'd
3: not I with There'll be more people signing up for that than <laughs> the actual, the actual like model <laughs> tier. But.
1: no, but uh, again, thank you for your support. Thanks for listening. Um, if you are listening to this at the weekend, it is actually also seen that we asking you for money we may as well ask you for a bit more coincides with the free postage from our merch store so if you're looking for a t-shirt you don't want to pay the postage now's the time for it um we hopefully have some more t-shirt designs but we need to pay a designer for them and how do you want want us to get more t-shirt designs sign up to the patreon uh but <laughs> thanks again for listening thanks to keith lasley for coming on uh and i guess thanks to mark and sam for also coming on and any pleasure
3: as always